Hello, this is your host Keith, and it's time once again for an installment of Lum and Abner, the 30-minute episodes. Now it's time for Keith to read something. I hope this won't be boring. It will be fine. It's from the Jot M. Down Journal of August, 1998. Here's an excerpt of a feature on actress and native of western Arkansas, Kate Lineacre. The article continues... Then, in late 1942, Kay was cast in the third movie, Lum and Abner, where we're filming for RKO, Two Weeks to Live, once again portraying a villain. Kay appeared as the beautiful but deadly Mrs. Carmen, whose charms and come-hither glances turned Lum into silly putty in her hands. Visiting Chicago, not surprisingly, Mrs. Carmen had lumped completely under her spell. Abner, mistakenly thinking he had only 14 days before his demise, had unwittingly hired out to do dangerous jobs in order to pay back the folks they owed money to in Pine Ridge. Mrs. Carmen appears on the scene to say that she'll pay him to spend the night in a haunted house where anyone who goes to sleep in a certain room never wakes up again. She wants to prove that this is a false rumor so she can sell the house. Even though five previous victims have uh, supposedly tried this stunt, Abner is assured there's nothing to worry about. It was all just their imagination, says Mrs. Carmen, replies Abner with a dour expression. Just their imaginations, huh? I guess they just imagined they were dead. We quickly learn that behind Mrs. Carmen's beauty lurks a sinister plot. Her husband is an inventor, and the two of them have cooked up a plan to defraud his life insurance company. Mrs. Carmen will send Abner to the specified address with a violin case containing a time bomb. When that goes off, no one will know who he was, she says. Everyone will think one of your experiments exploded, especially when they find your identification bracelet on him. I'll act like a widow, collect the insurance, and meet you in six months. Needless to say, due to Abner's ineptitude, her plan does not work, and instead, he blows up a den of Nazi saboteurs. While sitting around in between scenes, Kay, Chet, and Tuffy started discussing their backgrounds. They told me, we don't know why, but we feel like we know you. She says, I told them that the name Locke and Goff were awfully familiar to me as well. Then I had an idea. Were your fathers ever involved with improving the quality of hogs back in Arkansas, I asked. And they said, that's where we remember that Lineker name. Once she had refreshed her memories, it must have caused a spark, because a couple of years later, in a 1944 radio episode, Lum and Cedric discussed a feud that Abder's papa, Phineas, started. 
that feud twixt the McDaniels and the Linekers. According to Kay, Mr. McDaniel was one of the first farmers the the fathers dealt with on their long-ago hog project. So this was probably an inside joke about Rome Goff and that situation. And, of course, the article goes on and talks about uh, Kay's career after that. She uh, dropped out of the movie scene. She became a Red Cross uh, worker. She got married. She became a writer. Her husband was a writer. They wrote several uh, TV shows and scripts. And she wrote the movie script for The Blob. And now you know. Now it's time for the farewell dinner. First aired on January 23rd, 1949. Farewell dinner. I wonder who's going away. Let's just say there's a little mix-up over poison. Oh. Don't worry, nobody dies. Darn. But comedy ensues. Oh. Well I guess that will do just fine. Say that thing that you always say, Keith. In case I haven't already said so, uh, you can find more about Loma Abner by visiting the Loma Abner Society's webpage. I believe the URL is lumanabner.org, all ran together, one word. And you can also find more information on Facebook. There is a group, the Loma Abner Radio Group, which is chock full of lots of fans of Loma Abner and all things Pine Ridge. Ask your questions. There are plenty of fans who would love to talk to you about Lemon Abner and join the conversation. So with that said, let's get on with the show. And thanks for listening. The Lemon Abner Show on the air for Frigid Air. Frigidaire, a division of General Motors, presents a brand new comedy show starring Lum and Abner. You know, Abner, I'm still wore out from that trip to Washington, but I, Grannies, it was worth it. That inauguration was the biggest, importantest thing I ever seen in my life. Oh, law, was it? Even the president was there. <laughs> Wasn't he wonderful? Just imagine me, little old Lum Edwards, getting to ride in the inaugural parade with him, the president of the whole United States. Did you do that? No, but just imagine. <laughs> well, that inaugural ball was a fanciest affair I ever seen, and dance, huh? Oh, doggies, I danced so hard I might now wore all the tread off my overshoes. <laughs> Well, I don't wonder the way you was leaping and whirling around there. Oh, I was sent, boy. You sure looked silly when you was dancing with Senator Fulbright's wife. No sillier than you look dancing with Senator Fulbright. We wasn't dancing. We was just trying to get to the punch bowl, and we got caught out there. Well, anyway, I'm sure glad we made that trip, because I seen something there in Washington I never expected to see. What was that? A couple of real, genuine, live Republicans. America's number one refrigerator is Frigidaire. 
Yes, any way you look at it, America's number one refrigerator is Frigidaire. Number one in popularity. For more Frigidaire refrigerators serve in more American homes than any other make. Number one in thrilling new advantages, as you can see for yourself at any Frigidaire dealers. And number one in dependability. For Frigidaire refrigerators are made only by General Motors. And this association of experience with experience, of skill with skill, is your guarantee of lasting satisfaction. So when it comes to a new refrigerator for your home, remember this. The first name you think of is the right one to buy. Frigidaire, America's number one refrigerator. Granny's Abner, this is my most favorable day, according to my horoscope. Your horror-what? Horoscope. Oh. You can get them for ten cents, and they'll tell you what's going to happen in the next few months. Oh, I'll get all that from Gabriel Heater for nothing. <laughs> you, you don't understand, Abner. What they do is study the stars and see which ones are in the best position. And well, they... I know which star's in the best position right now. Rita Hayworth. <laughs> No, now, look But, Lom, what will she be known as after she marries that prince? Uh, Mrs. Rita Can or Mrs. Alley Can? <laughs> well, I don't rightly know, Abner. What I'm talking about is the signs of the zodiac. You know, like the ram and the lion. According to that, I'm a goat. <laughs> You paid ten cents to find that out? You don't understand, Abner. It depends on when your birthday is. Oh. For incidence, if a body was born during, say, the first part of December, why, they'd be a Sagittarius. Oh, no, no, sir. Mama was born on December the 6th, and she was a Johnson. <laughs> no, Abner. Yes, you... she was Clementine Johnson. Then she changed it to Peabody when she married Papa. I know that. That was in Hornbeak, Tennessee. You can look it up in the record. Abner, I ain't doubting They that. moved to Osceola, Arkansas, where Papa bought a tailor shop, and I was born there late in May. All right. Do you know what sign you was born under then? Sure. Pants press while you wait. <laughs> no, Abner, uh, according to the Zodiac, if you was born in the last part of May, you're a uh, Jiminy. I'm a what? That's twins. Well, I'll be a polka-dotted possum. <laughs> that sure is going to be a surprise to Mama. Well, here, I ain't going to waste my whole favorable day trying to explain it to you. My horoscope says I'll be successful in love, so I better get over and see Miss Rowena right away. Uh, does it tell you stuff like that, Lou? Oh, it tells everything. Listen, you will perhaps receive an appointment befitting your talents. Why, that's uncranny. Mose Moose called me up a while ago to tell me he'd named you head of a committee for the croquet tournament next spring. Well, uh, you've been appointed mallet head. <laughs> oh, this thing's amazing. Yeah, what else does it say? Well, it says, however, you can expect an old source of bewilderment and confusion to turn up soon. Soon? There he comes right now, Ben Withers. Well, my granny's even Ben can't ruin my favorable day. Well, maybe not, but he can sure bewildered up for you. You could stand there and say, Ben, your ears are dropping off. He'd just say, fine. <laughs> well, I don't care what he says. It won't bother me now. Well, howdy, Ben. 
By the way, your ears are dropping off. Fine. <laughs> well, what's new with you fellows? Oh, nothing. Lo, you're sure dressed up today, Ben. Yeah, what's the big occasion? Yes. <laughs> you know, Abner, I think my ears just look that way because of my new crew haircut. Ah. Uh -huh. Here, let me take off my hat and show you. Oh, my goodness, a lot. Hey, Lom, look, he's been scalped. For pity's sake. What did the barber use, a lawnmower? Looks more like he beat it off with a wet rope. <laughs> Don't you think it takes ten years off of me? Ben, if he'd have got a half inch closer, he'd have taken your whole head off of me. <laughs> so, hey. Ben, you ain't going over to see some lady friend, are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh -huh. Who is she, Ben? Oh, no, I'd rather not tell. <laughs> well, just give us a hint. I is she tall or short? Get her close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I stars, I'm late. I've got to stop at Charlie Redfield's and pick up a present I got for her. See you later. Yeah, well, wait, Ben. Uh, what's her name? Thank you, I will. <laughs> Doggies, who could that woman be? I don't know. Granny's imagined Ben Withers in love. <laughs> Stabbed by Cupid's Ari. <laughs> Can't you just see him courting? Sit there in the parlor and say, fine. <laughs> Tell him about the Zinka Fusik over at Mount Ida. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine what the woman must look like. <laughs> oh, I'd give anything to find out who that is. Yeah, so would I. Hey, Lum, I know what we can do. Let's call up Charlie Redfield and ask him who Ben's getting the present for. Oh, no, we couldn't do that. Yeah, now. what's Charlie's ring over there? Now, Abner, don't be nosy. That's stooping pretty low. Charlie's ring is two shorts and a long. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it, I'll get it. You better talk fast, though. Ben will be over there in a minute. Better disguise your voice, too. I wouldn't want Ben to ever find out we're doing this. Oh, don't worry. I'll disguise my voice so my own woman would... Uh, wait, I hear Charlie picking up his phone. Charlie Redfield's residence. Ben Withers speaking. Ah. Uh, Who's calling, please? Why, uh, uh, this is Mr. Uh, uh, Sagittarius. I didn't quite get that name, Upper. <laughs> I said, this is... A... He guessed me, Lom. Well, hang up. Can I help you with anything, Abner? Uh, yeah, uh, Lom wants to know who you're getting that present for. Oh, for goodness sake, Abner. I didn't want to say this in front of Lom. It's Miss Rowena. Oh, I see. Well, much obliged, Ben. Goodbye. Well, hurry up, Abner. Tell me. Who is it? Lom, are you sure you read that horoscope right? Answer my question. Who's the woman? Lom, I think somebody's been tampering with your Zodiac. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with my Zodiac. It says I'm a Capricornius goat, and that's what I am. Well, there ain't no doubt about it now. All right, don't tell me who it is, then. I don't care. Whoever she is, she must be awful hard up for boyfriends. That's all I gotta say. Well, you're getting warm. Guess again. <laughs> Look, Abner, I ain't got time to play games. I've got to get over to see Miss Rowena before my favorable day is over. I got news for you. It's over. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait a minute. Ben's girl ain't Miss Rowena, is it? It ain't Tallulah Bankhead. <laughs> Why, that snake in the weeds, that varmint. No wonder he acted so sneaky. But don't just stand there, Abner. Say something. You care for a hazelnut? No. <laughs> 
Come on, get your hat. Well, here, I ain't going nowhere. Yes, you are. We're going to fight this through if it takes every ounce of strength you've got. Come on. And it is my fervent hope, Miss Rowena, that this token of my highly esteem for one so fair as your personage will be warmly accepted by the fair personage above mentioned. Uh, what did you say? Fine. Uh, well, it's really a frightfully lovely gift, Mr. Withers, but frightful. Highly. Uh, just what kind of a dog is it? Uh, it is a dog, isn't it? The man I bought it from leaned to that opinion. Well, I must say, it looks more like a bison. Oh, no, the bison is extinct. Yes, I noticed that when you brought him in. <laughs> According to Charlie Redfield, the former owner, it's a full-blooded lapdog. That huge beast, a lapdog? Yes. Many's the evening I've gone over to Charlie's and seen him sitting in the dog's lap. <laughs> Mr. Withers, I feel terribly selfish depriving Mr. Redfield of his pet. Perhaps you'd better take it back to him. Oh, no, Charlie wants you to have the dog as much as I do. In fact, the last thing he said was, whatever you do, don't bring that chow hound back. <laughs> oh, is it a chow dog? It certainly is. It eats constantly. <laughs> and I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to give this um, delicate animal a proper care. Oh, your cousin Ezra will love to take care of it for you. Didn't you notice when I brought the dog in how Ezra became attached to him? Well, what else could he do? The dog wouldn't let go. <laughs> By the way, where did they go? Well, the last I saw, he was dragging Ezra into the kitchen. Oh, yes, they're undoubtedly out there getting acquainted. <laughs> Acquainted. Hey, listen here, Ben Withers. Do you intend to leave that there man-eater here? Just look at the seat of my... Uh, Ezra! Wait. Now, now, look here, Ben. And to you, fair lady, until we meet again, let me bid you a highly old-rewarding. Hey, look, Ben. Huh? Ben's just leaving. Duck behind them bushes. I don't want him to see us. So always look at him reared back there like he personal moved Ben Crosby to CBS. Ain't that disgusting? Hey, Long, look, uh, Ben left the door open a little bit there. Maybe if we ease up to it, we can hear what Mr. Rowena's saying. Abner, it ain't polite to eavesdrop, especially if you're caught doing it. <laughs> well, be quiet. Now, now, Ezra, don't get so upset. Mr. Withers isn't so terrible. He's just, um, shall we say, quaint? Yes, let's. Shh, Oh, Ben, hey, Ben, don't bother me. I'm used to him. But by Jiminy, you've got to get rid of that there other thing, that there seedy-looking varmint. Hey, Lom, he's talking about you. <laughs> but you can't hold his looks against him. Anything as old as he is is bound to look seedy. Huh? I tell you, Rowena, I ain't gonna have him hanging around this here place. 
Clumsy critter. Can't walk through the house without a brick and everything in it. Oh, I busted a little bitty old face once. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But I can't stand the way he sits and stares at me with that stupid look. I know what she means. <laughs> with his tongue hanging out. Do you do that, Lom? I most certainly do not. Well, if you don't get rid of him, I will. I'll take him out and drown him. Esther, what a horrible thought. Yeah, ain't it? <laughs> I won't let you do that. Good. There must be some easier way. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know. Perhaps we could keep him and, and teach him some tricks. You can't teach your old dog new tricks. I ain't so old. He might bring in the newspapers, go get the mail. Yeah, Lom, you could learn that if you put your head to it. Well, I doubt if that, that dumb critic could learn anything. Ezra ain't your biggest booster, is he? Well, maybe we should get rid of him. You know, sometimes the way he looks at me, I... Well, I'm afraid he might bite. What with? <laughs> Ezra, I think he's part wolf. Now, there's the first nice thing she said about it. <laughs> I tell you right now, I ain't gonna have him around. I'll poison him or shoot him or something. Oh, now, Ezra. Well, we gotta get shut of him. Oh, yes, I guess you're right. See, uh, I wonder if Miss Peabody would want him. Now, wait just a minute. <laughs> Ezra. Did you hear somebody? Yes, sounded right outside the door there. Yes, I thought so, too. What, Mr. Edwards? (laughs) (laughs) What in the world are you doing out there? Care for a hazelnut? (laughs) No, no, thank you. But you know, I was just thinking about inviting you to dinner this evening. I have something special in mind I want to prepare just for you. Yeah, I know. And when you taste it, you'll die, but simply die. Oh, come on in, Mr. Niles. Oh, say, Mr. Edwards, uh, what's this I hear about you, you old rascal? Invited over to Mr. Arena's for dinner tonight, eh? Oh, yeah, I believe she did say something about coming over. Lom, you know she did. Guess you know why, too. Yeah, and this is one time I hope I'm wrong. Well, I'll bet I can guess. The women folk want to show off that fine new Frigidaire refrigerator Ezra bought his wife for Christmas. Well, that don't make sense. Lum's already seen it. We sold that to Ezra for cash. No, I mean, uh, they want to show Lum what a fine dinner they can prepare with its help. I can just imagine it. A real country dinner. Maybe a delicious roast or fried chicken or even turkey. They could have bought it days ago and kept it safe till now. Wouldn't have crowded things either. There's so much extra room in the new frigid air refrigerators. Yeah, but I don't know now. Now, just think what a big help a frigid air refrigerator is when it comes to preparing a meal. All that space for frozen foods. A big, easy, sliding hydrator for fruits and vegetables. Lots of room for keeping salads chilled after they're made. Plenty of coal for freezing desserts in a hurry. And as for ice cubes, well, we all know there's nothing like those easy-acting frigid air quick cube trays. Yes, sir? 
Now that they have a new Frigidaire refrigerator, I'll bet you have a swell dinner over Mr. Weenie's tonight, Mr. Edwards. But, Mr. Niles... Yes, I know. You think I've forgotten the most important thing of all, but I haven't. It's the mechanism that makes the cold in every Frigidaire refrigerator. The famous meter miser, simplest cold-making mechanism ever built. Was that what you wanted to tell me? No, Mr. Niles. I was just wondering... Well, if you think it's going to be such good eating over at Miss Rowena's tonight, how'd you like to go over with me, old pal? I'll tell you what I'll do for you, old pal. You can have the first helping of everything. <laughs> Say, now, that's awfully nice of you, Mr. Edwards. I've got a lot of calls to make, but uh, I'll try to get there if it kills me. Now, that's what I call a true friend. A true friend. <laughs> You surely ain't crazy enough to go over to Mr. Rowena's after what we hear. Why, no telling what they'll do to you. Well, I just You don't might know. be a goat, but there's a few things even you can't eat. <laughs> and poison is one of them. I just can't believe her and Ezra meant all them things they're saying. Now, you take Ezra. He's known me for years and years. Yeah, you could see why he'd say such things. <laughs> But Miss Rowena don't know you that good. Well, I grannies, they ain't gonna scare me. I'm going over there right now. Now, don't hold me back, Abner. I ain't holding you back. <laughs> oh, that's right, ain't it? Well, why ain't you? <laughs> Fine friend you are, letting me walk right into a death trap. Well, Lum, you said you weren't scared, so I just... Well, I ain't neither. I'm going over there and... Abner, do you think Ezra'd actually drown me? <laughs> Oh, Lord, no, Lum. Of <laughs> course not. That's silly. The mill pond's froze over now. Well, I grannies, I ain't scared of that Ezra Sea Strunk. I'm going over there right... Wait a minute. That was our ring, Abner. That was our ring. Well, here, don't get so excited. I'll answer it. Hello, jot him down, store. Why, no, Lum's still here. He won't be for long, though. <laughs> Why, sure, I'll tell him, Miss Rowena. Goodbye. What you want, what you want, Ezra? Well, she wants you to stop by Miss Blevins's on your way over here and pick up a butcher knife for her. A butcher knife? What she said. I mean, I thought Ezra's ideas was better than that. Well, I doubt if you'll get a choice. Well, for the land's sakes, there comes Luke Spear. Yeah. Sure is dark out. Good night for a murder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, you're going over to see Miss Rowena tonight, ain't you? How'd you know? No, Ezra was in my restaurant a while ago, and he told me. He said Rowena's setting her cap for you. I think that word is trap. <laughs> well, whatever it is, as long as you're going over there, you might as well take this rope over to Ezra. Rope? Yeah, he bought it to Dean and forgot it and left it at my place. Did he... did he say what he was going to use it for? Yeah. Said he was going to tie some old dog up to a tree. <laughs> well, have a nice time tonight, Lum. See you later, I hope. Yeah. That settles it, Abner. I'm going home and you're coming with me. Well, here, don't drag me, Lum. Let me get my hat first. You now. can get it tomorrow. Come on. I hope I don't have any more favorable days this month. One more would kill me. Oh, Lum. Uh, wait a minute, Oh, Lum. my goodness. There comes Ezra. He must have been laying for me. Uh, wait a second, Lum. I... I walk over the place with you. Well, uh, Ezra, I'm feared I'm going to be voidably detained tonight. Oh, you can't back out now. Rowena's got everything planned for you. Yeah, I know, but oh, I... Well, uh, come on. We'd better hurry. But, Ezra, now listen. Turn loose on me, Ezra. 
right down there on the sofa, Mr. Edwards. I'll have everything ready in just a few minutes. Well, don't hurry nothing on my account. And I'm so glad you came along too, Mr. Peabody. Well, now, this was Lom's idea. I, I think I'd better be running along now. You sat down, Abner. Yes, do stay. I want you to have some of the special dish I'm preparing for Mr. Edwards. How? <laughs> uh, by the way, Mr. Edwards, uh, did you bring the knife? Why, uh, no, Mom, I plumb forgot it. I'm happy to, or I'm sorry to say. Well, I'll find something else to use. Uh, we brung the rope. The rope? No, the, uh, that's something I'm going to use on, well, uh, you know. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, we uh, sure enjoyed the evening, Miss Rowena. <laughs> now, you sit right down there, you impatient boy. <laughs> I'll have everything on the table in just a second. He's too cold, dead in the market. Hey, Lum, uh, while she's out, now's my chance to show you what I bought today. Hey, look there. A genuine Civil War musket. Now, Ezra, put that gun down. Well, Lum, I just wanted to show it to you. Well, show it to Abner. Oh, no, no, Ezra. I've got a wife and daughter to look out for now. <laughs> All right, now, boys. Dinner is served. Oh, good. Come on, fellas. Uh, I believe I'll just set this one out. Yeah, I'll sit with him so he won't get lonesome. Oh. <laughs> Come on now. Come oh, on. Yes, do hurry. I don't like to see things get cold. Neither do I. And <laughs> um, you sit there, Mr. Peabody. And you, you sit by me, Mr. Edwards. Yeah, much obliged. <laughs> Here now, Mr. Edwards, I want you to be the first to sample my special dish, mushroom souffle. Mushroom? Yes. <laughs> you know, I made this for the ladies' club one day, and half of them turned green. <laughs> turned green? Yes, with envy. Oh. Oh, here now, you want a bigger helping than that. I ain't awful hungry tonight for some reason. Oh, well, here, Mr. Peabody, I know you'll want a lot. Uh, no, thank you, no. Oh, please do. You ought to at least try it. One mouthful isn't going to kill you. <laughs> How much does it take? Oh, dear. This is such a disappointment to me. I thought you just loved the souffle. You know, this uh, same recipe was used for Louis XV. Uh, whereabouts is Louis now? <laughs> Oh, he did. Naturally. Natural. <laughs> what a silly question. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was. You say he was the 15th? Yes, I think he was the 15th. Either the 15th or the 16th. I don't... Oh, come on now, Mr. Peabody. Please, eat. No, Mom, I don't aim to be the 17th. <laughs> oh, now, who? That I come around this your time of night. He's wearing a hood and toting a long sigh. Tell him I ain't here. <laughs> come in. Fella can't sit down for oh, one minute. Oh, good evening, fair lady. I was just... Oh, love. I thought you'd be gone by now. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> uh, Mr. Withers, won't you join us? 
I would be very highly pleased. Here. Uh, perhaps you'll try some of my own special mushroom souffle. It looks highly delicious indeed. Uh-huh. Now, doggies, Ben, don't touch that stuff. Put that down. It's poison. <gasps> poison? Oh, dear me, no. Now, surely it's not that bad. <laughs> now, listen, we're on to you. Me and Lom stood outside that door this afternoon and heard you and Edry tell how you was going to get rid of Lom. Get rid of Lom? Why, my dear man. Well, we, you, we, we was talking about that there present Ben brought over. That there overgrown dog. What's this? Is, is that all you think of my gift, Miss Rowena? Oh, dear, no, of course not, Mr. Withers. Then it was me you were talking about. No, no, it wasn't. Ever. Oh, my, I'm so confused. I consider myself highly insulted, and I'm going to take back the dog. Good. He's tied up in the pantry. Get him out of here. Quiet. Oh, Mr. Edwards, I'm so sorry that you ever thought I'd do anything to harm you. Why... I think more of you than any person I've ever known in my whole life. Why, Miss Rowena, I grant you this is my favorable day. That's cute. Your mom didn't even say goodnight. <laughs> now, look what you've done, Benjamin Withers. If Mr. Edwards had stayed five more minutes, I would have had him proposing to me. I don't, as I believe that horoscope is right. If he'd stayed here another five minutes, he would have been a goat, sure enough. <laughs> Mom and Abner will be back in just a moment, but first, here is an important question. If you're thinking of buying a home freezer, wouldn't you rather have the one that gives you the most advantages? Then choose a Frigidaire home freezer, the only one with a famous meter miser, simplest cold-making mechanism ever built. Eight cubic foot size, just right for most families. Ask your Frigidaire dealer all about it, and about larger Frigidaire farm freezers, too. Abner, are you familiar with the American economic system? Oh, sure. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, I can't break it down into little bitty enough words for you to understand, but it gives us a higher standard of living and more individual freedom than any other system of government in the world. So let's preserve it. Let's improve it. Because the better we produce, the better we live. show is brought to you each week with the best wishes of your Frigidaire dealer and Frigidaire division of General Motors, manufacturers of a complete line of home appliances, air conditioners, and commercial refrigeration equipment. Ben Withers is played by Clarence Hartzell. The script is written by Roz Rogers and Betty Boyle with music by Felix Mills. So until next Sunday night, same time, same station, this is Wendell Niles saying goodnight for Frigidaire, America's number one refrigerator. This is TBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.